Bonsoir à tous et bienvenue sur Radio Toi Blanc, l'épisode 540 du lundi 16 février 2015 vous est présenté comme chaque semaine par CravenSpeed.com, MotorInBadges.com et OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, vitesse et style, c'est OutMotoring.com. Cracked. They're cracked. Yeah. Ooh, that may take a little bit to get those off. 
Yeah, we'll talk about that offline. I'll figure something out for those, though. I have to go to Harbor Freight and buy my one-time use uh, heat gun still. Yeah, that may or may not be. That may or may not help. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because like I said, they're cracked. Um, so that'll be a good time to remove those. And then what I'm, I'm getting those, I'm getting all this repaired because my JCW body kit, as you hear this, is out of paint. And it might even be installed in my car by now. Who knows? So uh, watch for pictures of that. I'm really excited. It looks really sharp so far. Wait. I'm just saying. It's got painted arches. Can't wait to so see it. So Gabe will not like it. Because it'll be like, um, as Gabe, and I quote this from 2005, yep. uh, a mini with painted arches is like Tom Selleck without a mustache. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So, I don't know. I think it's going to look sharp. It's uh, going to be all BRG, and he's going to look bitching. So, all you guys can suck it, you haters. Boom. It's your Just car, so man. You do whatever you want. Grown-ass yeah. man. I'll do what I want. <laughs> Grown-ass man, dog. <laughs> what about those 18-inch uh, uh, wheels? Nope. Not even 18-inch wheels. Nope. Okay. I'm gonna do Just trying. I'm going to get some 17 wheels. I'm going to get some 17 wheels. are going to be white. Seventeens, ah, then good. Yes, seventeens, and then once that part is done, I'm gonna actually try to have that set up by before Ambiv, and then from there I'm gonna determine what my next move is gonna be suspension wise. So anyway, I say on. you just go with springs and a sway bar. That's what I do. I'm just do. I'm just gonna do springs and it's your... yellows, and I'll do a sway bar if I, after. Because you yourself admit that you drive like six miles a day back and forth to work in a straight line and never go over thirty miles an hour. Yeah, but so, it's all about appearance, dude. I want it to look right. That's what I'm saying. If you want and, it to look but when good, I want to get, save but the when money. I have the time, and I'm going to take it out for a day, or I want to take it out on the track, I want to make sure I'm ready to go for that. Yeah, springs are good enough. Springs in a sway bar. That car handles so well to begin oh, with. The, the struts are crap on this car. It's already got 60,000 miles. They need to be replaced anyway. Uh, there's the there's the rub. Yep. Yep, 60,000 miles. Got to be replaced. Miles well replace OEM Plus, right? Yeah, I'll take and then Chad's suggestion, I'll go Coney Yellows. They cost more, but whatever. All of your bushings and everything, all the rubber stuff starts to rot at about exactly. six, six to eight I, years. I still have to check and make sure that I don't need um, uh, control arm bearings. Yeah, the con- control arm bushings. Um, and I don't know. Uh, I, I wish Chad were here. He could That'd be a this. question for Chad. The, uh, the strut tower caps. I know in the previous generation in R50, R53s, man, those just rotted to hell after like six years, five, uh, six, years. Mine look pretty years. solid so far. And well, I don't know what they are in the on the R fifty six generation. I have, to, I have to take a look at that. Maybe we'll get Jerry a look at those too. Because I th- I know they completely redesigned the, the strut tower tops on the R fifty six. They were different, and there wasn't as big an issue. In fact, I don't think there was an issue at all with mushrooming. Remember back in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. We worried that. about mushrooming yeah, it's strut on the R53. towers. R fifty three. Yeah. Um, they they kind of redesigned and took care of that in the R fifty R fifty six. So right. Something else that I have access to that I might take advantage of when it comes time to do brakes is I have access to an R56S brake kit, hmm. um, which gives me the ability to put on a slightly larger rotor. I don't think I'd notice. Uh, I th- no, Literally, it's like an extra 10 millimeters in rotor size. On the on the no, you mean a JCW? No, it's a regular. It's a R56S brake kit. It should be exactly the same as the. Uh, no, it's, it, the rotor's like 10 millimeters bigger. We looked it up. It was really weird. Really? That's weird, because I thought the R56 was the same brake. It's the exact same setup as... Uh, the JCW R53 brake. Right, right, on mines, because the pads are exactly the same. In fact, I yeah. swapped some out so at one I thought that was I thought that was weird, so <laughs> I'm probably going to skip it. But uh, there, there were brakes I was going to put on Roxy. 
I think the brakes on the R56, the factory brakes, are great because I mean they're the same brakes, like I said, that are on the the GP, the JCW brakes. I think the brakes are fantastic. I think the pads are rubbish, but I think the brakes themselves are really good. Would agree with you. The pads need to go. You need to put some Hawks or green stuff or whatever you like, whatever your aftermarket pad of choice. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna give the Hawks a try. You know what's? Uh, you, you know what I like? You spend a little bit of money. Spend a little bit of money and get Carbotex. Um, I know Chad and and um, oh, I don't think Wayland's a big fan of him either. But I've got uh, one of the techs here. Put him on his personal mini, and I put him on the previous mini that was here, the 2011 Cooper yeah. that, that used to live at the house here. I put it on there before we got rid of it, and really liked them for a while. They were low, low, low dust. Yeah. Pads and then uh, had really good braking capacity. So yeah, I'm thinking about doing the going with the Hawks this time around, and because that'll save me a little bit extra money, so I can get a better rotor. So I don't have to run just straight Brembo blanks. Yeah, you know maybe I can actually get the power slot rotors that I like so much back again. Yeah, I've got oh, basically that's what so, I've got. They're stupid expensive. That's what I've got on my GP. I've got slotted drilled the JCW rotors and Hawk pads, yeah. and I will warn you now: if you do that, they are very, very noisy. That's because your rotors are drilled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The power slots are just slotted. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Power slots are just slotted. It's a combination. Um, I had really good luck. I had, remember, I had those on Roxy for, God, 120,000, 130,000 miles I put on those rotors. Something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And they were amazing. They were quiet with the EBC greens. Yeah. And they stopped amazing. I didn't have any brake fade ever. Well, so, I like it because the enthusiast, you know, you go to the track and you hear people with racing brakes yeah. and they just screech like mad, right? You know, when right. you slow down, they're like, and it it sounds but that's the sound of racing brakes a really right. good compound and right. that's, and that's what usually my, because they're running like yellow yellow pads right right and that's oh, what my brakes sound like now super noisy now i can stand on them and make that go away but at just a normal stop at a stoplight they they squeal pretty good <laughs> yeah well and again um i've i've had i've had friends who had the slot the slotted rotors no the drilled rotors and yeah. drilled rotors make a little bit extra noise yeah they do although they they're they're better in the wet for about a millisecond. <laughs> yeah, because the water has somewhere to go. That's it. <laughs> yeah, so I'd I'd rather be able to just do slots the slot, the power slot rotors, which I like those a lot, and then run the hawk pads. So we'll try that out, see what happens. But that's I'm not doing brakes till I need to do brakes. Yeah, you got all kinds of exciting things to. Uh... Yeah, I just want to get it. I just want this car to be what I'm used to. I mean, Chad made mention last week, and I mean, we should wait till he's here to talk about it further. But he said, you know, how much money do you want to spend? And it's just not how much money I want to spend. I just want my car to be the way I want my car to be. Right. Right. And if it, I mean, if I can do it all for a couple grand, then all the better. Yeah. Oh, well, you can spend a couple grand on a set of wheels and tires is what you can do. <laughs> exactly. So I'm I'm checking eBay for wheels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm confident that you'll be able to pick up a set of wheels for. Four hundred bucks or less. Um, I'm seeing a lot of really good options for five, four <laughs> to five when wheels in good shape. Mm-hmm. So, and I, my only sticking point is I really want a white wheel and I really want a seventeen, and I don't want anything that's going to weigh thirty pounds. Like I don't want S lights. So that's going to kind of leave me out of OEM wheels unless I decide to powder coat them. Yeah, they're hard. I haven't to find. quite made the final decision on that yet. They're, the white wheels, factory white wheels, are hard to find. They right. did make them for a short time for the uh, Yeah, R56, I mean, there's a couple, but... especially on the 16s, and if you poke around, there's some that are available in white. Um, but, I mean, unless they're S-lights, forget it. It's super hard to find. I was gonna say, how does it go uh, over time? Like, how does it, uh, you know, age? Does it age well? Does it, does it turn into yellow? Yeah, the white age is really nice. 
if you okay. keep them clean, the the uh, got to keep them clean. Problem is, is the uh, if you use factory pads on on white wheels, the iron dust from the pads or the compound from it anyway, from the combination of the pads and the brake uh, uh, discs wearing down, has a tendency to rust on the top of that white and turns them either a pink or a yellow color that stains really badly and it's very difficult to get off. You so know, you, my my rims, the wheels on my car now show a little bit of corrosion from the brake from the yeah. from brake dust already. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. they'll do that. So that's one of the difficult things. But if you wash your car once a week, it's mm-hmm. usually not a problem. And if you live in Phoenix, Arizona where it rains like twice a year, it's um, also not a problem. It's less of an issue too because, you know, to get rust, you need moisture and humidity in the air two things you don't have in Arizona. Exactly. So you're in the prime place to have white wheels um, and keep them looking white. Yeah. I ain't going to look, look badass, especially after I get those damn lizards off the roof. Yep. What about the JCW wheels? Do they make them in 17 white? No. JCWs no. are JCW only wheels are 18. 18 inch only. Although, the I one, take that back. I take that back. Picture, not, uh, nope. No, no they're they're they're, Yeah, no, they make the, uh, the JCW challenge spoke wheels which they started making for the JCW kit and the R56. Oh, those are 17s. 17s. Mm-hmm. You can get them in... I would do the JCW challenge book wheels, but I would want to get those powder-coated in white. I could get silver and get them powder-coated white. Yeah, you can only get those in black or silver. Yeah, because those would look hot white, but they're expensive boy. Yeah, they're a little spendy. They are a little spendy. So, uh, anyway, that's what's going on with, uh, the, with the Bruce there and what I'm doing on him. So, I said I'd fill you guys in because you guys really seem to care a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> Weirdos. <laughs> Um, but that's enough of that. How about we do some news from motoringfile.com? Boom. We go over to the rundown. And um, we get to talk about, I think our first, isn't uh, let me look at the rundown. I think, I think you, we should you, do. You guys want to get rid of I don't want to do, let's get, the, let's get the easy ones out of the way first. Yeah. Okay. Alex, what do you think? Let's get the, I, we're going to leave, the, we're going to leave the big one that we were talking about. There was like this <clears throat> giant text message thread about all week. We're going to save that one for the end. Uh, but let's talk now. Worldwide mini sales up 12%. That's pretty strong. It, it is. Um, although I don't know, it, it's, it's not the case here locally. Right. That's worldwide mini sales. Yeah. And now that's that's to be said. Like uh, I, I know Boston's probably the same way. They're not selling any cars in Boston. Nobody's selling cars in Boston for the last thirty mm-hmm. days because you've had what seventy nine inches of snow. Right. So <laughs> exactly, nobody's yeah. nobody's going anywhere. Nobody's leaving their house, let alone going to buy a car. It's, it's kind of because they can't killing the economy of uh, all of the northern areas. I want spring to get here already. Yeah. The snow is ruining the brand, man. <laughs> the snow is ruining the brand. At least locally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. Alec, you no, are... it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. You're right. Uh, uh, right now, you know, as some of you may know, we're talking to dealers very frequently for, for various reasons. And uh, one of them in the Boston area told me that, you know, they just keep on getting them in, getting them out because of the snow. And it's, uh, and it's a total nightmare for them. Yeah. Um, and it's still going to snow this weekend. I mean, we're expecting 10 inches this weekend and 12, uh, 12 next week. It's uh, it, like it's not stopping. It's Snowmageddon. Radio bringing you news and weather yes. on the hour. Snowmageddon <laughs> in New England. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, yeah. So Somebody's buying cars. Yeah. Worldwide sales are up. That's a fantastic thing for Mini. We hope that continues. I think it that, will That includes Asia, by the way. Asia, delivery of BMW Mini models in Asia were up 6.6% compared with January of last year. Yeah. Well, like we said, I think... January of last year, worldwide sales were not very good at all. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just the U.S., so. Yeah, but we've talked about that at length yep. already. 
let's move along, shall we? And this time we've got a swirly graphic uh, countryman caught testing. And the interesting part, this one's a plug-in hybrid. Uh, yes, um, we uh, we thought originally that the uh, the plug-in hybrid, the first plug-in hybrid mini would be would come with the F fifty five F fifty four Clubman. Right. Uh, it turns out that I mean we actually haven't seen that car at all, like in any spy pictures, right? Right. And so the first plug-in uh, hybrid mini we're seeing uh, is the Countryman, and so um, that's that's kind of a uh, very interesting right so if you That's based great. on what we hear and i know that db will, <laughs> will not agree you're gonna have a petrol engine countryman a diesel countryman and a plug-in hybrid countryman that's a pretty strong I lineup for the countryman. hybrid diesel well i say we're gonna see um a diesel clubman before we see a plug-in, plug-in hybrid yes clubman. yes yeah, because the diesel Clubman, from what we've seen and been told, is uh, slated currently for release um, a little more than a year from now. Next yeah. next summer. It's about a year after the launch. Of... This this uh, plug-in Countryman, this is a car I know we'll see. Because there's nothing in there the government can say, no, you can't have that. Yeah. Right? I, well, I think plug-in... Without, without this. I mean, and it's... That's true. It's, That's true. I mean, it's it's... Look, BMW's already making this car, and the the i8 and the i what, three four whatever that other one is. It looks like the stupid Pontiac Aztec. Um, so that makes sense. This is a car I expect that we could see. It's a car I would drive. It's it's an exciting car. If this, if this, if it pulls down the gas mileage numbers, uh, I'm still not a big fan of the looks of it. It's, it's well, yeah, kind of big. I mean, and this one's got graphics and a bunch of other cladding and shit, but they stay yeah. onto the side of it, so you can't really tell. But just the the ability to have a a car. That will run on electricity or fuel, you know, in hybrid style. That's exciting. Yeah, and by the time we see, it's going to be as long as it also not, also. I'm sorry to interrupt, but also as long as it doesn't catch on fire. Yeah, we're talking about 2017 now. So, um, which although if it's a 2017 release, that's only a year and a half from now. It's about 18 months. Yeah, from time dear, we see this. So. Dear BMW and Mini, please take a, a note from a Chevrolet's playbook and don't build one that catches on fire. <laughs> and and speaking of of things uh, running their lifespan, this is not in the rundown, but I figured I'd I'd talk about it because it was a press release last week uh, from BMW Mini. Is the official end of the coupe and the Roadster? Oh yes, they didn't give it a date, but there was a press release that went out uh, last week on Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, this is by now from the the BMW press corps that says they're in the final stretch. They're gonna live out the, you know, rest of their life. Which I don't even think it's gonna be the full lifespan of seven years. But um, I think we would say, if you want to get one of these, you better get your order in very soon. <laughs> yes, uh, we've yeah. been talking. We've been mentioning if you want a coupe or a, a roadster, you should order sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna continue with that recommendation. Yeah, and I'm sure people can get a great deal on them right now. I mean, I would, I would you guess. You can find them. My dealers are here. They don't have any on the lot. We've got a handful. There's like two Cooper Roadsters here in Kansas City on the lot now. Uh, one Cooper S. I would, uh, I would rock a Cooper Roadster. That would be the perfect commuter car. It's like the Pontiac Ferret. We've talked about that before. I would have to have a uh, a JCW Roadster. And at that point, at the price point for a JCW Roadster, a 2015 JCW hardtop um, is basically the same, and that's yep. that's a that's a no-brainer for me. Yep, exactly. So so anyway, plug-in hybrid. Well, no, it's ex- I I think it's exciting. It it takes technology in a different direction, and maybe it's a it's it's something different. 
um, other than your typical hybrids, your typical Prius and and mm-hmm. things on the road now, which you don't plug in at all. They just have the recharging, you know, like the regenerative kind of charging in it. And the majority of the time they're using the gas engine. Right. Well, the what is it? The, the Chevy, the Chevy Spark, it's a plug in hybrid. Uh, Doesn't Honda have a plug-in hybrid? The Volt is completely electric. Now, is not, is it not? No, I thought it was a plug-in hybrid. No, no, I think the sh- I think the Volt is completely. It's like a Tesla. It's completely electric. Uh, I want. I wonder how how they're gonna price this one because at the end of at the end of the day, people are gonna be looking at it. Uh, I'm gonna say this is a mini, and uh, this is still a mini, and how expensive it's going to be for a mini. I'm very very curious to see how they're gonna price this thing. No, I'm sorry. Really quick, Todd. The Volt is uh, it is a hybrid. Okay. Well, there we go. Yeah, it's electric hybrid. Yep. Sorry, Alex. Go ahead. No, no. I was. I, I don't know what you guys think about it. Like, do, do you think this I car is gonna be expensive? Uh, the, how the, expensive it would be? Countryman? Yeah. Uh, I would expect three grand over MSRP. Probably, Maybe. and I think a lot's gonna depend. Batteries are expensive. Lind, depend on um, what kind of mileage it gets. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, are they going to take it from, let's say, twenty eight thirty two, or I don't know what it is now. You know, is it going to be ten miles to the gallon more? Is it going to be twenty miles better? Um, uh oh, sorry, that was me. <laughs> uh, Please continue. So yeah, that's a question I think just that that's going to remain to be seen is will it sell? And by the time it comes out in two years, gas should be back up to. Four dollars a gallon and make it more viable, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, gas is, too, is still too cheap, and people, as soon as gas gets under three dollars a gallon, people start going, "Oh, I'm going to go buy a big car again." Yeah, it started on its way back up. Now, I mean, I know here in Kansas City, it's over two. It's you know dropped below two dollars a gallon. Now it's two fifty. Like premium is gosh two thirty five, two forty five a gallon. So yeah, I paid two something two nineteen, I think. It's on its way back up. Yeah. But anyway. anyway. Moving on. Uh, Motoring File also had this week the JCW. What by uh, ordering? Was it the ordering guide? Yeah, the ordering guide. Uh, yeah. Alex, I mean, did you get that? So we got this from a friend. <laughs> I'll, tell <laughs> nice. you, I'll tell you why and how dealers basically got to pre-spec their JCW cars. That yeah. are coming out, and by doing that, they have all the information on ordering and how much and what the packages are going to be and stuff like that. It hasn't been officially released for customers yet, but the dealers got to do this a couple of weeks ago, um, order their early JCWs that are coming in. So that's where this information. So, so yeah. So one thing we didn't talk about on the in the post is that uh, when when you look at the document, Mini suggests three configurations. So like the highest, you know, price one, the middle price one, and then the low price one. So, uh, so you can, you know, it, it gives dealers a range and a kind of a an understanding of you know how the car is going to be priced overall and. Uh, and you know to prepare themselves, I guess, and also as Todd said, you know, just to start filling in the lots with a uh, with a couple of JCWs because um, I think those cars actually take some time to to arrive uh, because you know Mini obviously doesn't produce a lot of them, and so from what I heard, uh, the previous generation JCW, let's say you wanted an R56 JCW, it, it would it would it would took anywhere between uh, you know eight weeks and three months yeah. to actually get get to a get to your dealer. So, um, that is correct. And part so, of that was that they didn't sell very well. So mm-hmm. no dealers. It was rare that a dealer would have a JCW in stock. Um, mm-hmm. I know our dealer, 
they always tried to have one. And usually, they did a pretty good job of selling JCWs here. So they would rotate through and sell a couple a month. And that was a pretty good uh, uh, clip for selling the previous generation JCWs. Now, um, I, I think they're trying to take care of that this time to make it a more enticing option. But here's the big news, I think, from this story. The the big, big news. The big, big news. Is this car is going to come out first only in automatic form. Yeah, the manual, tra- uh, manual transmission is going to be a few months. It's going to be midsummer before it gets here. That's kind of disturbing, I think. I mean, that's, uh, you know... It's weird. In, 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 yeah, in the document it says, because Munich... Uh, engineers in Munich want to make this really, really good, uh, and I'm like, I say no, BS. There is nothing. Yeah, you, there's nothing <laughs> you're gonna do between now and and a couple of months. It's gonna change is completely it, the the state of the current ma- uh, manual transmission in the F56. Well, it's, here's it's the di- here's the difference. I don't know if it's a manual transmission so much as they have to beef the clutch up to handle yep. mm-hmm. uh, 230 some foot pounds of torque. Right. Mm-hmm. That is what I think they're worried about as much as anything is the clutch. And and what to do about that? Are they going to have to beef it up? And, you know, I, I, I think that's a tough call. Right. And it's got to be reliable. It has to have be, you know, 50,000 miles. Blah, 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 blah. And one thing also I said uh, in the post regarding that, that specific point is that, uh, is it what you guys think, actually? Do you think it's a, it's a hint at, you know, how BM, the BMW group sees manual transmissions across, you know, their brands? Uh, in the future, because you know you're prioritizing like automatic over manual, and that's a, I think that's an interesting thing to I, to witness. I think it's too early to say that. I think right now, here's my opinion on this, and this is strictly my opinion from historically talking to people from Mini and the way sales have been. Is I think they think JCWs didn't sell well previously because they were manual only until the very end of right. the lifespan of the R56, right? Like, the mm-hmm. R56 automatic JCW didn't come out until, like, the last two years of that generation, okay? Right. So you had mm-hmm, five mm-hmm. years where it was manual only, and it didn't sell well at all. Remember, we got, you know, inf- we, we got called from, when I say called in air quotes, from Mini that says, what do you guys think would help sell JCWs? And we all sat around, and we came up with our ideas, and we shot back to Mini and said... It has to be unique. You have to offer, you know, the brake kit's got to be standard. The aero kit's got to be standard. And they said no. And we said, yeah, you got to do it. You got to do that. And and so the first thing they did was said, well, we're going to make the top red, right? <laughs> we all kind of went, seriously? Then they finally listened and relented and added the full-on, you know, it came with the brake kit, the JCW aero kit, right. um, all of that you know, and we really tried to tell them to put the suspension on, which they still never did. Um, well, but never did because I mean, as long as they build cars too, you know, and no cost sports car. suspension. But but anyway, so my whole point is, I think they're they're trying to hedge their bets and say, oh, the reason this car didn't sell wasn't because of any of that. It was because it, it didn't come with an automatic. Yeah, that there was no automatic, and you know, fifty to sixty percent of the cars we sell are automatics, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I think maybe that's where more it's coming from, um, and it's bad timing too. That I think that they've got to they're going to have to beef up the clutch or something to handle the additional torque of it. These are just my uh, uh, opinions and and guesstimates here. I kind of wish Gabe were here to to talk about it also because I know he's talked to some more people than I have. 
Right. But anyway, it, it is interesting just to go, hey, if you want a JCW, you're only going to get the choice of an automatic unless you wait until midsummer. Right. Interesting. Okay. But you're at least you're going to get the sports suspension by default, white turn signals. You get all the cool JCW bits and bobs otherwise. So you get the JCW interior kit, which is nice. Yep. You get all the good things. And that automatic transmission doesn't suck. Well, and LED headlights, that's a that's a great thing. That's, to really that's really nice, yeah. And those JCW seats. And the ability to get the new Rebel Green, which is amazing. Yeah, but it's $1,000, and Alex and I had a discussion on this, and I'm like... bucks for flat paint. What a ripoff. I love the, I I love the paint, but uh, I, I don't think it's worth $1,000. And they did kind of say in this information here that they're calling it cannot green. Mm. Or Connet Green. What? Calling it that, and that's the reason it's. I'm guessing it's more expensive, is because if it's if it's really that Connet Green, it's yeah, it's two paints, two okay, paints, so that's, paints that's, one. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a that's a two step okay. paint process. Yep. Like they did so on the Todd, uh, <laughs> um, so Todd, you priced actually one, right? Um, what's that? You priced one, right? Like you priced, you had you know tried to price one. Yes. See what it looked would like, like for you. Okay. So what what can you can you tell us what you got and I and I can share then uh, also what what the options I would have taken. I did I did two different ones. I did a stripped down version of it that was below thirty four, um, which basically it was the JCW car with the only options I put on it were um, the armrest. Uh, what else did I put in there? Um, wheel upgrade. I upgraded the wheels to the 18-inch wheels and heated seats. That's it, because mm-hmm. those aren't those aren't standard. So heated seats, armrest, and the wheel upgrades, and it was like 33. Okay. okay. Now I built another one. I fully fully spec'd it all out, and it was 39 and change. So <laughs> that the way I really want it with all the tech, uh, you know, heated seats, wheel upgrades everything and it still wasn't fully loaded but if you look at the article over there that's what they say like the the high end spec was like they had at 38450 but that included yeah. an automatic transmission the upcharge for the auto which i think is unnecessary um you know it's not unnecessary it's fine but unnecessary for me i'm saying is i would probably get the manual transmission and save that uh save that charge for the automatic transmission so Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a, it's a very it's I mean it's a, it's not an expensive car. I, I said you know it's a, for what it is the, the base price, it's good value you know given what you have the the performance of the car and also the default option the standard options that you get with the car right. compared to a JCW equipped uh, you know standard 856 Cooper S. Uh, that's good value, but then, then again, Mini, and that's you know that's where the brand is is, is making you know their margin is uh, in the, in on the options, right? And so when when you start adding options over options over options, like very quickly, this, the price you know climbs up, and um, you end up in a Mini that that is very close to you know costing 40k. And 40k for a mini is, uh, you know, it uh, begs the question mark. Like, the, does it make sense to actually spend so much money on a, on a mini? Because at the end of the day, it's still a mini, and uh, I mean, it's it's just a mini, and it's 40k for a mini. It's uh, 
<laughs> it's expensive. Uh, it's. Uh, I wonder what uh, you know. Alec Esegonis uh, would have thought. You know, <laughs> seeing a mini at forty forty thousand dollars price at forty thousand dollars would have been. Well, first I think you know, he spent like a late. I think he spent like a lathe in his grave because of the size of the damn car now. Well, there's yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, not, not even thinking about the price of it. But yeah. as it was brought up in in one of the conversations, uh, the average price of cars in the United States now. Is around thirty three thousand dollars. Right, that's average mm-hmm. now. Unless you only look at the price of Toyotas. Yeah. Well, I, I think a lot of people. I, I mean, just I just scanned through the comment thread on the whole comment thread. Yeah. And just, that, the whole comments on this story completely just fell apart. Well, and this is going to carry us on to this is going to carry us on to our challenge here in a few minutes that we're talking about. But if the average price of new cars in the U.S. is right at thirty three thousand dollars. This really looks like an even better value. Now, that's taken into consideration everything from a Nissan Versa all the way up to a Cadillac Escalade or... Or the new Corvette or... Yeah. Yeah. Martin or BMW 7 Series, any of those cars that come in at over $100,000. And there's a lot of those on the road. I mean, every day I I go out and drive, I pass 7 Series and Audi A8s and really expensive cars that don't look that expensive, but you look at it and you go, that's a $100,000 car right there, okay? Mm -hmm. I just passed $700,000 cars in the time, you know, I passed 20 you know, $13,000 cars or $18,000 cars. So that really brings the average up, but that's kind of beside the point. I think that makes this not a, you know, once again, it puts many as, this is not an economy car. It was never an economy car. I mean, the base price, the cheapest mini you can get is $21,000 now, stripped with nothing. And that's even way above, you know, you want to go buy like a Ford whatever Fiesta, or mm-hmm. uh, what's something else? The Chevy Spark or something really cheap, a Honda Fit even. You know, it's going to be well below twenty grand. So, anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, um, but that does bring us to our challenge. And if you want to just watch, this is why I don't read comments. God. So, anyway, Todd's challenge tonight. We're, I think we're pretty much – oh, no, we're not done. We have one more story. And this is the one that – this is the only guy everybody wrapped up this week. Is uh, comparing – ready for this? The 215 JCW versus the R53 and R56 GP. Well, and <laughs> this was born out of when the JCW information came out and we had the specs and everything for the 2015 JCW. Right. I started just doing some figures in my head and I was texting with Mr. Bridger. And uh, I told him, I said, listen, here's the comparison of the 2015 JCW to the 2006 GP to the 2013 GP and right. looked at all these numbers together. And that's where this article was kind of born. I mean, all that information was what I, I sent to him. And he goes, well, I think I'm going to put this together and, uh, and see, you know, kind of what this is. And if you go read the article over at Motoring File, it talks about it. And as far as 0 to 60 times, and I said this in a shows weeks ago, they are identical in the 2006 GP to the 2013 GP and even to the 2015 JCW. They shouldn't be, in my opinion, because the 2006 GP is 218 horsepower versus 228 in the 2015 JCW. Right. However, you look at power to rate weight ratio, right. the 2006 GP is a full 10% higher power to weight, has more horsepower to weight ratio than 
the brand new JCW. Okay. Okay. I think that's extreme. Now, the torque numbers is putting that power down is, you know, where Gabe was like, but wait, but wait, what about torque? And I'm like, well, I'm not talking about torque. I'm looking at zero to 60 times. And he's like, well, nobody looks at zero to 60 times. And I go, bullshit. Everybody looks at zero to 60 times. You want to know how fast it gets from stoplight to stoplight? That's, you know, that's what we're talking about. These right. cars are all exactly, according to BMW, their numbers, exactly equal. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, I, I don't know. The difference in weight of the cars is what I thought was a little extreme is... The 2015 JCW is a full 400 pounds heavier than my car. That's 400 pounds. That's a lot. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's extreme. That speaks to, to how the car is growing. But the end of the whole thing was it really convinced me to kind of keep my GP for a while. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's uh, it's kind of... For me, when I when I read those comparisons, I mean, you know, on figures and stuff, you know, it makes sense. You you would make those comparison for, on those numbers, right? But the, the 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 problem that I see is that the the car since two thousand one has evolved so much because the brand is growing, because BMW is finding economies of scales, because there are new restrictions on you know on impact on uh, on fuel efficiency and all that. That at, at the end of the day, it's still it's still very very those are still very very different cars, and it's not and, and I think a similar comparison in the let's say for the 911, if you look at the if you look at the 996 series, 997 and 991, I think the the comparison even though th- those are totally different cars, right, it makes more sense comparing those cars between one another than the three the those three minis back to back because the the brand is. It's it's almost like the brand is only you know is brand new at this point, and so so many so much changes has happened over the past what twelve thirteen years now. Right. Uh, it's 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 for me. It's I still see the comparison as not unfair because there is you know those cars are pretty much the same at the end of the day, but still not uh, you know it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. That's all. Well, uh, there's nine model years difference between uh, the GP one in 2006 and what we've got now technology has changed you know 10 times uh and crash standards have changed making the cars required to be larger look differently changes the coefficient of you know drag the drag coefficient um all of those things and that too the gp was always designed to be special and always designed to be head and shoulders above the other minis and you know I remember back in the day when the JC the R56 JCW came out and Gabe was like, "Dude, it's faster than your GP." And I'm like, "No, I'm sorry, it's not really." "Oh no, it's totally faster than the GP." And I'm like, "No, it still isn't." And I'm saying even now 9 years later, "No, it still isn't." Yeah. So, I I don't know. And and the Binnies have never been about speed. Don't get me wrong. Uh these cars are about handling, and the new JCWs outhandle my GP. And uh, I mean, they really do. They will outhandle, well, flat I, out outhandle. I think the the second gen GP was designed for designed to yep. be a race car. Yep. Well, it all outhandles the the first generation GP, as you know, the numbers on the on the ring, which is what many. I mean, we've got there's three or four guys out here that track their GP2s on a regular 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 basis. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a reason it's 19 seconds faster around the ring. 
Um, But I kind of think now those numbers are a little overinflated. They like it had sticky tires. I mean, it had ridiculously sticky tires, a much better suspension, and much better brakes. Okay, right. Mm -hmm. So now, granted, that being said, I mean, if you were to put those sticky uh, Kumos on your car with uh, the upgraded brakes, yeah. And I think it'd be a little more adjustable coilovers. I think it'd be a little more competitive. Would probably be a little bit closer in the timeline on the around the ring. But that being said, the cars. Yeah, the cars are being compared showroom car to showroom car. Nothing is done to either cars, and I will give everything to the GP2 as far as yes, that car is a fantastic car, and I think the new JCW is going to be a fantastic car. Now, that being said, I'm just saying that yours is still faster. Well, it's as fast. <laughs> I'm saying it's as fast. Now, I've got zero luxury in my car. The only yeah. thing yeah. my car has as heated far as luxury seats. is heated seats. That is oh, it. That's pretty fancy, dude. That's pretty Fandango, man. That's it. But <laughs> there is something about the Spartan quality of getting in my car. I have zero distractions of technology <laughs> in my GP. Yeah. Literally. The only distraction of technology might be the exterior temperature in the tack. Right. Well, well and, and luckily <laughs> too, it. you do only drive your car five thousand miles, so I mean, yeah. you don't you don't need to have that decompression chamber with the you know after an hour long rolling really bad day where you have to be comfortable for an hour stuck right. in traffic. Which is you which can practically push your car home. Now leapfrogs us forward into the next question: Is my car is nine years old? I love it. I I don't want to get rid of it. But it is not a comfortable daily driver. I don't want to take it on a trip. If I'm going to get in the car and say, hey, I'm going to go to St. Louis for the weekend, which is about a three and a half, four hour drive, I'm not going to drive the GP because it it will rattle me to death and I will hate it. Okay? That is not what the GP was made for. It is not a comfortable, it's not a cruising car. It's not not a, a, it's a GP, not a GT. Right. It's, it's not a cross country car. It's a race car. It's something you take to the track and you have fun with. Okay? So, that being said, I am looking at, okay, what do I get? What's going to be my next car? And I really like the specs of the 2015 JCW, but at forty grand, i am kind of like, yeah, really? Does this make a lot of sense? Do I really want to spend forty grand on this? So then, hatches the idea, and we talked about this a few weeks ago on the show, what would you get, what could I get for forty grand other than a JCW? So I sent this challenge out to you guys, and I said, "Here you go. I'm giving you a range: thirty-eight to forty-two thousand, because I think that's plus or minus five percent of forty. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's got to be the price of the car, and it's got to be a daily driver. So don't come tell me you want a '67 Mustang fastback that you know. Because I found a '67 <laughs> Mustang fastback with air conditioning yeah. on eBay yeah. for thirty-nine grand, and it was. Gorgeous, but I guarantee you, you wouldn't want to drive that car every day. Dude, it was so nice. Yeah, so I had to I had to throw in the caveat like better of, than Eleanor nice of that this car had to be a daily driver because it also threw out for me a 2009 M5 because <laughs> I seriously don't want the maintenance involved with a um oh. you know a 2009 M5 with 55,000 miles on it. So anyway, um, new car, used car, doesn't matter. Uh, I just. You know, unleashed it and said, "Go for it." Let me know what we come up with. So, what did you guys come up with? Well, you I go? decided because I decided because if I'm spending forty grand, forty grand is a lot of money to me. For forty grand, I want something that's going to be pretty cush, pretty 
pretty Fandango. I want something that's nice, going to have a little bit of uh, an air of, you know, fancy about it um, and still fit in my in my range and still be good for a daily driver. So I picked uh, a very fine looking uh, Alpine white certified 2012 BMW 535i sedan with 42,000 miles. That's a that's a good choice. That's a very yes, and it's a, it's a it's a perfectly acceptable car. It's got automatic transmission. It gets thirty miles to the gallon on the highway. It's got all the bells and whistles. It's looks really nice. That is a big car. That is dude. That is a big. It's a, it's a big, big car. Yeah. It's comfortable. It's quiet on the inside. It's classy. It's still got a classy look about it. I think the five series is still a really just a good looking car. And uh, if I got to spend forty grand on a car, that's what I'm getting. That is definitely an old man car, and I think it's a good choice. Um, I think it's a good solid car. It's a, it's a, I mean, I have a hour long commute every day. That would be perfect. I would love to spend an hour in that every day as my commuter. Definitely comfortable. Definitely quick right. and fun. I mean, there's you could get spirited in that car too. It would be a lot oh, yeah. of fun. Yeah, that'd be. It's a great GT car. Drive it across the country. Do that. Take that on Maine. Takes the states. Done and done. <laughs> so you came in. Get thirty and miles a gallon doing it. A five thirty five. How many miles are on the car that you looked at? Uh, Forty-one thousand seven hundred ninety-five. Okay, so that's about. Right, so you still got a, you still got factory warranty, and you said it was certified, so it'll probably go to yeah. six years, hundred thousand miles. Yeah, so exactly. Good. So I'm 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 golden on this car. Good choice. So what else? What else did you find, uh, GB? Just that Mustang. Just this. otherwise, out here in, in Arizona, it's three thirty-five eyes. You can't swing a dead cat through Auto Trader without hitting all the three thirty-five eyes. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous, and that's a car I'm not even remotely interested in. Um, not even a little bit. All right, Alex, what you come up with, Mr. 911? Um, so I, I came up with a couple of cars, but before I actually dive into this thing, there's a couple of, of other things I wanted to say in regards to, well, when you start looking at used car like this, it puts a lot of things into perspective, especially for someone like me who's looking to buy a car in the next in the next year or so. And uh, it, it really, it's, it's very, very difficult to make any kind of decision with that kind of challenge, obviously. Uh, what puts what was put in perspective for me was uh, uh, the fact that um, you have to buy a house or your dad's going to kill you. Yeah, that's one thing. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, also, the fact that um, uh, like I've you know I'm very lucky that I've almost been driving you know new cars all the time and. Uh, everything that I buy, most of the stuff that I buy is new, like, I don't know, like maybe like a video game console or a TV or whatever, right? Because I take really, really good care of my stuff. So that's why for me, like, it's, like, it makes sense to buy new because I know I'm going to keep this thing, like, forever. Right. And so, and so the the issue that I have with used cars is that you can find some really, really nice stuff, as I'm going to, as I'm about to say, but also it's not new. And, And some of the cars that I'm interested in, obviously, you have a lot of, you know, douchebags driving them. Right. And so you don't know you don't know what those people have done with those cars, and uh, and that's really really annoying. And then again, uh, uh, you know, coming back to the JCW and that talk with the the GP, I think there's still that sense of that lack uh, uh, of exclusivity that you're not you're still not getting with the JCW, right? Because when I think of GP, I think of the car delivery at Monterey. That's the kind of thing that I that, that I think about, right, and right. so that's that's something that stays with you for as long as you own the car, and 
and you know probably for the rest of your life that's a, that's a that's a you know memory that you will cherish for the rest of your life and that's the kind of a unique thing right it's like almost like picking your car up uh, for uh, your BMW up at the BMW belt for European delivery and that's the kind of you know, I think you know it's very often people buy cars because they end up in a situation where they need to buy a car and that's it they're going to go to the dealer next door buy whatever's on the lot and that's it but I think for guys like us it's it's uh, there's a lot about the experience of buying a car and and buying a used car, eh, you don't necessarily get that experience unless this is something really, really unique and most likely very expensive. Um, so with that in mind, uh, I'm obviously very obsessed with 911s. <laughs> and so, so yeah, I just yeah. want to say before you say before you say the word Porsche, you're not old enough to have a 911. That's a midlife crisis car, my friend. Kind of is. Yeah. So so let me tell you the rationale behind this, right? Okay. Okay. So I, I'm 32 right now. I have zero responsibilities, so I'm not married. I don't have kids. And I'm thinking at you know trying to think ahead of just you know you know I you know I hope someday I have I get married and I have kids. At this point, I will live like a. Fucking you don't month have to wait. <laughs> you don't have sorry. to wait twenty years to get your nine yeah, eleven. Exactly, because it's gonna be. This is like the perfect timing, right? Uh, right before you get married, because once you have a kid, that's it. Like you're done. Like genius, you ruined, are, right? You are no. genius. Only for, about, only for about 14, 16 years. Well, exactly. I'm just saying, you are your your discussion for this was well thought out and pure genius. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, given the fact that the you know the life expectancy in my family is not that great, I'm like. Effort. I need to buy a 911 like right now. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so with that in mind, uh, I found a couple of them. So a 2003 uh, Carrera 911 Carrera 4S with 47,000 miles. Uh, it looks, you know, really nice. And, and the, also, I'm very, I'm very specific about the color. I want like the midnight, you know, blue right. with the sand uh, beige interior. And so I found one of them. Uh, you know, 47,000 miles for a Carrera 4S. It's you know it's twelve years old. It's kind of old. Uh, thirty six thirty six thousand dollars and five hundred cents. Five hundred dollars. Sorry, thirty six thousand and five hundred dollars. That's pretty pretty good value. That is decent. And I think I, I got to say for a for a car like that, it is more affordable to maintain than even probably uh, uh, an M three or a lot of other cars that are fantastic vehicles like that. I think Porsches are are more reasonable to maintain over the long term. Yeah, but is a, yeah, Por- I mean, is a Porsche, is that a good uh, daily driver car in Boston, Mass? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, maybe, okay, yeah. Maybe in, the months that, maybe in the months that don't end in snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and that you're right. And so the, the, the car that I've chosen was with the perspective that, you know, prob- most like, I hope very soon I would be living in California. So that's mm-hmm. like, you know, with that in mind. And then the other two that I have uh, also, uh, uh, Jaguar XKR 2006, nope. uh, twelve thousand miles on it. That's not bad. Amazing. Are you going to are you, you going to be enrolling in dental school anytime soon? <laughs> well, and, and then are you going to make sure it's got a really good warranty? Do you know a guy that can work on Jags? Yeah, yeah I don't know. And get, get the CarMax warranty. You know to do anything on a, on that Jag, you have to pull the motor out. And I don't care if it's replacing <laughs> the windshield wipers. You need to change a tire. You have to pull the motor out to do anything on it's that a, jack. You a, know that, right? A spark plug change is a 19-hour job on that car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, 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 to vacuum out the rear seat, the rear seat footwells, you have to remove the engine. <laughs> Everything on a jag requires that you remove the, the engine. An so oil that. change requires you to remove the complete dash assembly. Yes, <laughs> you have to take the dash part, remove the windscreen, pull all four. You guys, wheels, you guys, no, 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 the I, transmission. 
It's actually not fair because my Flipping dad owned hard. a Jag and S-Type for 12 years, never had any problem with it except on the 12 years when the transmission broke down. And, and hey, 12 years, you figure that's pretty good. That's pretty <laughs> yeah, good. it's pretty good, yeah. And uh, the last one was completely ridiculous choice. Obviously, it makes zero sense at all. But again, are we rational when we're talking about cars? I'm not, I don't think so. No, no. Um, so a 2003 uh, DB7 with 28,000 miles on it. <laughs> Talk about maintenance. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, this car is going to break down as soon as I bring it back home. Hey, it's that gonna... car is going to break down before you drive it off of whatever lot you drive it <laughs> off of. Cause just because it's a, it, I mean, Aston Martin makes a fir- perfectly fine car, but you just know you're going to start that up and you hear that noise and you go, oh. What I think not... is interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. is you got two. And you drive off the lot and you're going to get to like the next corner and it's just going to go. This is what's fascinating about Alex's choices. He's pick, he picked two British cars. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, 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 and uh, but again, like the 911, it's a, it's a magnificent car. I mean, my my uncle yeah. uh, uh, I picked a Bentley if I could have found. My it. uncle uh, has been driving 911 since you know as far as I can remember. Yeah. And so uh, uh, the, the regular one, he never he never bought like the crazy 911, just the regular car for 911. Nothing nothing fan- too, fa- too fancy. I mean, still a Porsche, right. obviously. Uh, but uh, it's an amazing car, an amazing piece of engineering. I mean, this thing is as robust as a Toyota Camry, for God's sakes. I mean, that's yeah, a, yeah. that's crazy. And uh, they, they last but, forever, and they're great daily drivers. Yeah, but then again, they they are getting really, really expensive. I mean, like the yeah. a new 911, like a 991 911. It's what it's like ninety thousand dollars new, and you have like yep. nothing in it. Yep. And when you look at the seats. I haven't seen it in uh, in one of the the ones that I'm looking at, right? Because I sat in in the GTS when I was in uh, at the Detroit Auto Show, so the seats yeah. were obviously amazing. But I'm looking at the seats uh, in, on the on the turbo and even on on the Car R4s. It's not that great. I mean, I I get the feeling that the JCW seats look probably feel much better than those seats. It's a uh, it's funny. I don't know. That, okay. That That's is it. fascinating. Let's move on. Let's uh, let's see what our what our man Todd decided to pick with. Okay. Um, I had to do practicality, and I have to say, uh, this was a a tough challenge. I didn't realize how tough it was going to be to find a decent car in this price range. It's kind of a dead zone because it's littered with used SUVs and pickup trucks, and good lord, I saw more Lincoln MKZs in this price range. Then you wow. can shake a stick at. It was insane. And, oh, uh, Mustangs. Um, yeah, you know, a lot Mustang, of Camaros, too. Mustang GTs. It's it's insane. But <clears throat> the first car that I came up with in this list was a 2012 Audi S5 Premium Plus two-door coupe for $38,000. And uh, Which one was that again? Say it again, please. It's an Audi S5. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, it's a nice, decent uh, uh, daily car. Fairly fast. Yeah. Um, lugs- it's you know pretty loaded up, got nav and everything on there. And I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty decent car. And um, that was my, okay, if I have to. The, the ultimate desire here, and this is what sparked the whole conversation, is the car that I really, really want is a Range Rover Evoque. And those, even brand new, start at like 41 Okay, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. A brand new stripped Evoque starts at forty-one. Well, I found a two thousand twelve uh, Prestige, which is the higher end of the the spectrum of the Evoque, for thirty-eight nine, and it has forty-six thousand miles on it. It's a little high mileage for for what I'd want to spend that kind of money, but um, I, that is the the sweet spot in there. And then I think my final car that I found 
um, was a 2010 BMW 650 uh, convertible. Oh. Yeah. Because you seem to be kind of wanting a convertible lately. It just seems like, for me, I mean, I think it would be fun. I've always wanted a convertible. I looked at the Roadster. Um, right. You know, thought that was great. Loved our time in the Roadster back in, what was it, 2012? 2000, 2012, yeah. We did many takes to States. That was so much fun. Um, you know, it's a midlife car. Like midlife crisis car, get a get a convertible, right? <laughs> now the six series is ridiculously inefficient and not practical, and Lord knows, but man, the sound of that car <laughs> is freaking amazing. <laughs> it's yeah, just absolutely amazing. Oh, and then uh, here I've got a uh, one more. Here's just a a footnote to the list: a 2010 BMW M3 four door sedan. Hmm. Um, yeah, how many miles? It's, it's, it's a nice one. Fifty thousand miles on it, and it's a manual. So, okay, manual six speed, fifty thousand miles. Um, so, and it's the dark blue. Okay. So, and that is in that is actually local to me too. And that's it? in the, and that's in that price range. Yeah, yeah, thirty nine grand. An M three would be a lot of fun if it had less miles, though. And it, yeah, it's a little high miles for the M three, but it's um you know it's the newer one, it's a two thousand ten, and it's mm-hmm. the four door. So yeah, yeah, and I could it, I actually so makes it more practical out of it. Exactly, it's the performance of the M. Exactly, makes it a little more practical. Nice. So nice. All right. It's cool. it's funny because when I look at your choices and um, and mine, uh, your car choosing bigger cars than I would ever I would ever buy in terms of size. That's because you're uh, a child. you're a city person. No, yeah, maybe this there's this there's, this, there's I, that, but also. <laughs> Uh, like I think you know, oh, if, God, if I Alex, could afford it. Are you kidding me? Are you? Did you turn into James May overnight? <laughs> I love that interior. I love that oh color. My God, it's brown. Why. It's brown and brown, and <laughs> there's brown, and it's got a like a old like TV tube like tube TV in the dash. <laughs> well, like it. like I said, I think you got to wait till you're 50 to drive that car. But you know, you're getting it out of your system now. So well, yeah. not with that. That color, you gotta have it. You gotta be at least fifty, dude. Come on now. Nine eleven <laughs> with tan interior. Yeah. So 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 I was saying like if I can ever ever afford it, uh, you know, if we have like a, a household like with two cars, uh, I'm gonna have my me car, and the car that nobody gets in is gonna stay in my me car, and it's gonna be small. It will have to be small. If the wife wants to get like a minivan or whatever that is, I mean, I would never let her buy a minivan anyways. Right. But uh, that's uh, I'm gonna. Have, I need to have a me car. That's it. I think right. this is this is the thing. Yeah, I can relate I to can't. that. That's why I'm keeping the GP. Yeah, I'm the I only one that drives that, that car. I, that's why I'm keeping my Mini. Nobody ever rides with me in the GP. Nobody. I don't take people anywhere in that. It is just my car. Um, when it's time to go someplace, I I, I go in my lady friend's car. So <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way it is. But see, I want something more practical and a little more versatile. Like I want to be able to go. You want to be able uh, to take people. Well, no, I want to be able to go furniture shopping and go. Mm-hmm. You know what? I like this end table. Ah, oh, no way it's gonna fit in my car. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I need something a little bit bigger, a little more. You know, capacity there because you want to be able to shop in real life, not on the internet. Right, for, is what you're saying. For the for the last twelve years of my life, it's been a Mini Cooper. <laughs> I, there was a brief period where I had a three series wagon, and I loved that. I loved being able to go. You know what? I'll take the wagon to Home Depot and I'll put twelve bags of topsoil in there or sure. whatever, and I won't feel bad about it. Right. Okay. Here's your pickup truck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, that is something that I've considered also is just keeping the GP and buying a, a, a crappy old, 
you know, Ford Ranger. You like Ford pickup, like yeah, a Ford, like an Ford F-150? Ford, well, or Ford Ranger even, or something small. If you want a Just, Ranger, dude, you got to look now. They stopped making those like in 2012. Well, that's what I'm saying is it'd be a few years old, but I'm talking about buying a car for like three grand, you know, three, four, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. $4,000. Just a beat up, knock them, you know, I, I don't really care much about it. I'll take decent care of it, but it's a knock around, hey, I've got this to, to bum around town in. Right. Throw tools months. in the back, run over to Ikea, whatever. Right, right. But see... Yeah, yeah. Then that still doesn't fit my need for I want something luxurious. I want to be able to take off and go, I'm going to take a road trip for the weekend. Go to St. Louis and be comfortable. Right, right. And we're going to drive three, four hours in the car, and I want it to be nice. Mm-hmm. Right. That's kind of why I went with the 535i. I, I think I, I would say that is one of the best choices. Um, and I had one on my list. I had a 535 on the list, but you know what? I think even the 535 I was looking at was below the price range. It was like mm-hmm. it was like 36, and I just missed the cutoff. Is why I didn't put it in my mix. Right. So. So it's a great price. Anyway, Finland. yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah. The whole oh. point is, and and it's maybe surprising because really the the point of the story, since we're talking about minis here, is uh, none of us chose the JCW. None of us said, you know, I'll do that because. In in all truth and actuality, that is still on my list. It is still probably in the top two or three cars I would buy, you nope. know, if it were available tomorrow and if I were nope. needing to get it and I had that money to spend, nope. I would still consider a thirty eight thousand dollar JCW. Nope. I would have to have, I would have to have a very large amount of indiscriminate income to justify spending forty thousand dollars on a Mini Cooper. Alex, what are your thoughts? I would have to have a job uh, that's making one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand dollars a year, and that would just be my extra weekend car. There's no way that can't forty grand. I don't think there's enough value in that car to spend forty thousand dollars on it. I think, uh, yeah. So for me, it's uh, uh, one thing I really want to do a lot with my next. Not a lot, but one thing I want to do with my next car is really to learn how to really not race, but almost. I mean, drive really, really properly. Uh, on a on a on a track, and I don't see myself doing this with a mini because it's not real world drive at the end of the day, and so it's, you're not gonna get great, like the it's same. It's a great car to go out on the track though with. I know, I know, but you're not gonna. I'm not gonna get those sensations that I'm looking for, and so uh, and so. I mean, 911 is obviously yeah, crazy, but uh, the 911, my God, it's. Uh, uh, the it's car you have now car. would be a good would be a good introduction to track day car. Yeah, I know, but so so I was also obviously uh, it puts actually the M2 back on my list for for, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, I when I looked at all those cars, I mean the depreciation hit that BMWs are taking. It's uh, like I didn't realize it before. Uh, the M the one M is an exception because it's the one M, uh, but the rest, you know, any M car is going to take a serious hit. Any BMW for that matter is going to take a serious hit, and so. Which is why we say don't spend seventy grand on a new M3. Go look at a 2010-2011 M3 that you can pick up for thirty-eight grand. Yeah, right. you know exactly. what I mean. Uh, uh. Let- I think I need to drive the car at the end of the day, the the JCW. <laughs> but it's not. It's it. At, at, as of today, it's not as certain as it was maybe a couple couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and you've still got uh, all you know. Yeah, more a year. Than, I more mean, than a year until to decide, and uh, and I think the 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 place where where I'm going to live is obviously you know uh, you know drive the choice uh, by a by a large extent. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I, it'll be a, a different scenario in California than it is in Boston. So, 
Yeah. Interesting stuff, people. That's the whole point of the story is, you know, exactly. if you had 40000 or if you needed to spend $40,000 on a car, let's just say for business expenses. <clears throat> um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're going to buy a JCW Mini. I just don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I know people are going to buy them. I really do because people are going to buy them because they can't afford to and that's a car that they really want and it's like aspirational and all that, right? Well, and here's the thing too. Yeah, is it's a lot of money for a Mini Cooper. Let's just say, let's, let's take let's take the cost of it completely off the table. Let's say you're on a game show and you win a prize and they're like, okay, here you go. You get you have to choose. You get one of these two. You get a Range Rover Evoque. You get a, a, a two-year-old Range Rover Evoque that's loaded up, nav, everything, leather, heated heated butt warmers, coolers, <laughs> vented seats. Okay, right. everything. Or a 2015 JCW, okay? You just won one of these. You get to choose the value. I would pick the JCW. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I would be, I mean, in between those three, I would pick the JCW. But yeah. if you put the say, if you put me on the same choice with the car that I've selected, I'll go with the 911. Yeah, if they're giving me one, yeah. I'll have to just pay sales tax. Yeah, I'll buy a JCW for price sales tax. Yeah, I mean, okay, so that, that's good value to me. That's a that's a, that's a more interesting. I'm I'm just saying for the for the price, which one seems like a better value? The JCW seems like more fun. Okay. JCW feels like more fun, but for I, there's no question about it for versatility. I'm not a fan of either one of those cars. To be, I mean, I'm a better, bigger fan of JCW than I am of like the Range Rover Evoque. Right. But I think the Range Rover Evoque probably provides a better value point. But it also depends on what you want out of that kind of car. Well, it's got four doors. You can take people. It's got a comfortable. You can go to Home Depot with it. Blah right. blah blah. I'm, I don't know. The, the, the one thing I would say though, the one well, thing that I'm I would glad say that's though, a problem that I don't have. Right. <laughs> if you put me uh, in the same position, but uh, with the the first gen JCW, I would probably take the first gen JCW, the R fifty three JCW. Nope. Really? I would I would totally buy this car. Nope. Over ninety seven. Like a two thousand six JCW. Nope. Yeah, yeah, like the one you have in uh, in Italian job. It's uh, I would totally buy like the red one with the right roof. Like anytime, any time of the day, over pretty much anything, because that that car is like the R fifty three is you know is. At this point, it's it's not it's not going to be a collector's item just because of the sheer number of cars that have been sold, but it's gonna it's gonna have that status like you know for pretty much ever uh, as long as BMW you know owns Mini, and that's just what it is because the car is, I mean it's just an amazing car and uh, and and you know the, the the this new one I mean it's you know it's very plush it's a lot of fun of just I'm sure to drive it makes probably a, a very nice sound but it's not it will never ever be the the R53 and uh, and uh, it has a special your place in my heart I think as it should yeah there you go as done it should. Done. Let's tell you guys about one of the other fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Let's remind you about Craven Speed, CravenSpeed.com, home of the mini dipstick, the stubby antenna, the, the platypus mount, the koala intake manifold spacer, and of course the squeezy thing, the flex pod mount, our favorite piece as well. All that stuff's available at Craven Speed. Now, Craven Speed makes this stuff all from scratch. They like it's all hand milled out of aluminum and titanium and carbon fiber and gold and unicorn feathers. And it's all awesome stuff. And they do this <laughs> for you. And they even make a really nice F56 intake. It's all super high quality stuff. And if you have an R53, like Alex was just talking about, if you've got one of those R53s, those ancient R53 cars, and you want to put a, a pulley on it, Craven Speed's going to be the pulley that you get. Plus, they have all the other things. Go over there, check them out, CravenSpeed.com. When you're there, make sure you sign up for the newsletter so you don't miss anything. They don't spam you or anything. It's not like uh, 
uh, overstock.com where you get like five emails a day. It's Craven Speed. They're going to send you an email a month, maybe. Just like Al Moaning. It's like, yeah, here's an email. This is what's going on underneath the, you know, uh, here at our site. Check all this stuff out. It's really cool, really interesting. Good thing to do. Craven Speed, cravenspeed.com, home of the F56 intake. Anyway, um, a quick shout out uh, from the middle of Ohio. That was pretty exciting. We had actually had an email, a listener email, and who was that that did that? That was Kevin and from the middle of Ohio, which, as it turns out, um, we were kind of uh, ill-informed because uh, Columbus <laughs> is in the middle of Ohio. But I think what we meant, and Columbus, of course, is a very large, very large city. I think what Chad was actually speaking to about to the middle of Ohio was more like the more rural areas of Ohio where less people might be living. And if I'm not mistaken, Columbus is the home of many financial services? I believe so. I believe their corporate offices are in Columbus. I may be wrong. Yeah. I'm uh, frequently And, and they wrong. also commute to Dayton, which is, of course, another very large town yes. in the state of Ohio. So, as it turns out, we do have listeners in the middle of Ohio. So, we'll have to come up with some other weird thing <laughs> where we don't have listeners. Can't even say Iowa because we got we got listeners in Iowa we and Nebraska. In Iowa. We got listeners in Nebraska. What about the Dakotas? There we go. We can start Dakotas. Talking. There we go. Mil- somebody has to live there's, somewhere in the middle of the Dakotas. There's no mini dealer in the Dakotas as far as I know. I bet you we don't have any listeners in North, North or South Dakota. There we go. Done. Uh, that's your challenge. If we We're do, find out. Leave it on the show notes or email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com if you listen and live in the Dakotas. If we do, if you do, not uh, drive through, we will send you something for free. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and it won't just be an episode of the world famous White Roof Radio because we offer that free of charge to everybody. Yes. Which is really nice. Uh, let's see, there was that. So thanks, Kevin, for writing in. That was really cool. Um, Patreon.com. Uh, shout out to the newest patrons. Holy crap, we like increasing by leaps and bounds. Keep it up, guys. That's fantastic. What I want you guys to do is if you have already um, subs- not subscribed, but if you're already a patron of the White Roof Radio, I'd like you to go over there and make sure that all your information is filled out, your shipping address and whatnot, because I'm going to come up with a I'm going to pick a date and I'm going to come up with something nice to send to everybody who's who's been a patron to this point. This is above and beyond the stick of butter we're going to send out when we hit $100. Yeah. But I want to send something nice to all you guys who have already donated now. So make sure that your patron information is all correct. You can do all that over at patreon.com. Just log in, make sure you have your shipping address and everything's in there. And if you are one that wants to help support White Roof Radio, you can do that really easy over at patreon.com forward slash white roof radio. You go over there and you can uh, donate as much as you like. It's super awesome. It's helping us do up Upgrades on all of our equipment. It's helping us uh, plan for Amviv and do awesome things for you guys that we think you're all we're good that you're going to like. Patreon.com forward slash White Roof Radio. Thank you very much. But I think we're done otherwise. Yes. MotoringBadges.com. 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 Yes. Um, look for some new stuff coming over at uh, not necessarily Motoring Badges, but we've got a new thing in the works. Oh, see, there you go. Keep an eye that. Uh, watch the space. We're going to update you guys when that happens officially. And if you're having, you know, so I'm just doing housekeeping at this point. If you are one that might be having difficulty with White Roof Radio, the website itself, just go there, www.whiteroofradio.com. I'm aware of this issue. I'm trying to get it sorted out. I know most of you guys don't even go to the site. You just uh, download it in iTunes or, you know, Overcast or wherever you subscribe on your Android phone, whatever. Um, but if you do happen to go to whiteroofradio.com and you're not seeing the latest show, just make sure you put in the www. This is an issue I'm aware of. And like I said, I am working on it. Thank you for your patience. Yes. Um, but that's it for the week, I believe. We're done, right? Anviv coming up a couple months. We're going to talk more about that later. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think we're done. Anybody else? Alex, would you like to ask any more questions? 
I am good. Thank okay. you. Perfect. Um, then this is the part of the show where I like to make the funny clicking sound, and then I say... Questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead, click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next week, Angus TV, I'm done. Cheers. A bientôt.